You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody. Welcome in on a Tuesday. Hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. Enjoyed it with family and friends and celebrated what this great country is all about. Jim and Trent on the Big Talker 1700. You can always join the conversation at 264-1700. Great show lined up for you today. Uh, coming up at 420, Alex Halstead, 24-7, Cyclone Alert. Everything on the Cyclones coming up at 420. Ian Castleberry will join us at 440. Ian from the comeback, and we'll do some Major League Baseball talk with him. And John Cannon in the 5 o'clock hour on the NBA and what we watched last night and gets us ready then for the NBA Finals. Trent, what a wonderful weekend of sports. NBA didn't disappoint. The NHL game last night was absolutely incredible. Game one of the Stanley Cup Finals. And we had a former West Des Moines Valley High School kid win the NCAA Golf Championship. I mean, that's pretty good, right? That, that's not bad at all, and, and it's even better, Jimmy B, when it's your first ever career victory for Brock Everett. And he just yeah. did it at the national championships and, and walk home as a champion <laughs> there. Absolutely that's a wonderful great. story. Love that, Jimmy B, and, and, and love this sports weekend. We got what we wanted. We got compelling Eastern Conference Final, Western yep. Conference Final with the Game 7s. That was certainly necessary. It was needed and got me right back into it. Great environments in both of them. The comebacks out of Golden State in games six and seven. The third quarter runs that seemingly they always have. And then uh, the Stanley Cup gets underway. Jim, speaking of that, though, were you watching before the game when they were going through all the pomp and circumstance before they actually dropped the puck? You know, Trent, I absolutely positively loved it. I thought it was Vegas to the core. And look, you and I've been there many times, and it it is it's a showtown. I mean, it's gambling, but it is it is a showtown. And from what they did, and I loved it that NBC. It was like seven minutes long, and NBC stayed with it the entire time because around around the United States, nobody's seen that before. They haven't seen an NHL entry. The way that the Vegas Golden Knights do their beginning before they drop the puck. And I thought having Michael Buffer there, the famed boxing announcer, let's get ready to rumble. You know, I it was it was classic Vegas, and I'm glad that NBC showed it. I really was. Well, I, I guess we were on opposite sides of this one, Jimmy B, because I thought that was awful. I mean, just, <laughs> it, it was uncomfortable, you know, blatant ripoff of the Minnesota Viking blowing the horn beforehand. It was gaudy, and, and on Memorial Day of all days, it just, it struck a weird chord with me. I don't know what it was. It was just so odd. It, I couldn't, I didn't get what they were doing, where they were going. I don't know. Maybe I'm becoming an old curmudgeon here, but it I was guess. it was weird. It I get yeah, it's Vegas, but but on Memorial Day with that, it just it struck a an odd nerve with me. Look, I'm not I'm not going to sit here in a microphone and and act like a holier than thou and how dare you do something like this. That, that's not the route that I'm going here. It just no, struck me as not yeah. quite tone death. I, I don't want to go there. It was just so weird and. and 
it, it felt well. It certainly felt Vegas like, but but I don't know. It, it bothered me not a ton, just a little bit. The weirdness okay. of it, though, it just it left a sour taste in my mouth before we we actually got to real hockey going. Right, but it hadn't been seen before. So I'm sure that some people had a reaction like I did. Others had a reaction like like you did. You said it didn't bother you a ton, but it just kind of it, it just kind of uh, uh, was was just a little, uh, I, I suppose, upsetting. I, I guess that would be the way uh, to kick things off. When the game began, though, wow, what a first period with four goals, two goals each for the teams in that first period. I'm telling you, Trent. This series is going to be fun. I mean, really fun. Well, are, are you sure about that, Jimmy B? Because yes, I, I mean, it's, yes, it could be entertaining, but the thing might be over in four or five. The the way no, that Vegas no, continues to play. No, 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 it's not going to happen. You watch the Capitals. You, you. I'm just telling you. Look, look what Washington went through with Columbus. Lost the first on the on the roads. Came back and found a way then to win that seventh and deciding game against Columbus. They did the same against Tampa Bay when they had the and and, and they beat Pittsburgh and then at Tampa and then at Tampa Bay when they won that seventh and deciding game. I'm I'm not backing off of the Washington Capitals just because of what we saw in Game One. They scored four goals on Mark Andre Fleury. The sixth goal in the game was a empty net. So you disregard that. So it was really a 5-4 game. Trust me, they felt like they were right in it. And they'll do some tweaks, and so will the, the Vegas Golden Knights. I can't wait for game two. I really can't. It's tomorrow night. You'll uh, get a night off of your NBA and NHL, then back at it tomorrow, and we get rolling from there, Jimmy B. And, yeah, looking forward to, to getting going again with the Stanley Cup Finals. And you can hear all the games right here on 1700. Yep. With that, Jim, on the local front, uh, right before we take the air today and a decision that will surprise us absolutely nobody, Isaiah Moss <laughs> announces that he'll yeah. be making his way back to Iowa City with the Hawkeye team. Look, this is something that from the get-go we all assumed was going to be the case. You go back to some of the comments that were made back when they had their awards banquet. For all intents and purposes, we knew he was coming back. But now it's official. He's back with the Hawkeyes next year. And and let's leave Tyler Cook aside because that's a different conversation. And we haven't talked okay. much about Moss just because this felt like where it was always going to land. But, you know, to me, I told you as much before the season last year, Jim, just the importance of Isaiah Moss and, and what he means for Iowa. He is one of the few guys on the roster that has the ability to beat people off the bounce and get to the rim. He needs to add that a lot more to his repertoire. You know, we saw him last year fill it up at the end of the game against Minnesota. We've mm -hmm. seen him get hot, but too many times during the two years of his playing career, there are times where he just disappears, where you don't see him. He's out there, but right. he's not adding right. thing to the team. He needs to be a yeah, lot better I'm, defender. I'm that, I mean, that goes without saying for That's everybody. That's the key, right? Yeah. Everybody yeah. on the but team that, needs to be better. But they cannot yes. afford stretches where – Oh, you look at the box score at the end of the game, and look, oh, he was 1-6 and had uh, no assists and two turnovers. They, they just can't afford that because I think Isaiah Moss is too good to be as inconsistent as he's been. I think that he has the capabilities to really be good, Trent, and I hope that now that he has officially said that he is back on the team, I hope that he realizes that, and I hope that the workouts that he got in the NBA atmosphere 
and and was an eye opener for the guy because he is an elite athlete. And when you talk about and we had this conversation when the season was over and it was such a disastrous season that they had to find somebody who could step up and be that defensive guy. Well, he has those capabilities. Bohannon doesn't have those capabilities. Moss has those capabilities with his length, his size, his quickness, his agility. He can be a guy that can be a game changer. And for the life of me, I hope that that sets in with him for the upcoming season. Because if he resorts back to what we saw this past season, it'll just be another lost year. That's it. You know, I, I don't know if he'll ever be a top-level defender. He just he gets lost so often. I don't know basketball IQ-wise if he's ever going to be able to be at that elite level. But you'd see it from time to time where he could lock a guy down and slow them yeah. down. And it's got to be that effort each and every time. What kind of buttons can be pushed, though, with a basketball team to figure that out? That's... That's something that I, I think remains a huge question mark, and, and Fran McCaffrey and his staff is what they're going to do because they're guys that, yeah, you mentioned Jordan Bohannon. He's not athletic. You don't ever see him being an elite defender. But, Jimmy B., we see plenty of basketball players that aren't great athletes that are pretty yes. good defenders that, that, that sure. know what they're doing on that, and that wasn't the case there. Moss, how do you tap into that potential and at least be a consistent defender on that end of the floor? And we can go on and on all the way through right. the roster what buttons do you push to get that done, Jimmy B? You watch a ton of basketball. What is it? What is it just a, as simple as we're going to work on this end, we're going to go to practice, and we're going to work on it? Is it as simple as that? It's, it's as simple as when you are in practice, it will be, in the, at least in your mindset, I'm not going to let whosoever he's guarding, let's say he's guarding Bohannon, I'm not going to let Jordan Bohannon get comfortable out around that three-point line. Every time he's got his hands on the ball, I'm going to be in his jersey. That's the mindset that you have to have if you want to try to, you know, elevate your game. And I, I don't know his basketball IQ, and just like just like you, but skill-wise, Trent. He has enough skill to elevate his game defensively, much more quickly than, say, several other players on that team. And if he were able to do that, then I believe that the offense would even come around because he would be more involved in the game. You talked about him where he disappeared, where he was lost. I believe that if he made it a conscientious point to be a better defender and to try to lock down somebody. its I mean, it's difficult to do, obviously, but everybody says, is he a lockdown defender? If, if he got close to being that sort of person, I believe that in basketball IQ, it would help his offensive game because he would be more engaged over the entire game and feel that he was that much more important to the team. Got a chance there. So now the question becomes with him back, what does the backcourt look like next year, Jim, with Joe mm. Wieskamp coming in, one of the highest-ranked yeah. players in Iowa basketball in a long, long time? Many people believe that he should start, Moss should go to the bench, or, or vice versa. I personally believe you can play those two guys together. You got Bohannon out there, Wieskamp out there, and Moss. That, that's certainly the direction that I'd go 
And then you have Meishi Daly. You have McCaffrey as your backup guards. Yeah. That's a pretty good starting point, at least to me, where I figure you go out there, you start with three guards, whatever you do up front, dependent on Tyler Cook. That's a different conversation. But with the backcourt, I think those three guys certainly could play together and start together in my mind. I think that they will experiment with that, Trent, and then we'll have to see how it all plays out, obviously, when the season begins. But I don't have a problem with that because of the length and quickness that you would have on the floor and the great shooting ability from Wieskamp and Bohannon. So from that aspect of it, I, I think I think you're probably going to see it throughout the season from time to time. It'll all be be you know predicated on matchups. But if if Wieskamp is the starter along with Bohannon and Moss then is off the bench, I don't have a problem with that either. So from that aspect, it gives Fran McCaffrey plenty of options. It'll just have to be how well Wieskamp transitions from being the guy in high school and then moving into the Big Ten where he's going to be playing against players who are his size and aren't afraid to challenge him offensively and defensively. Yeah, that, that, that's also a big part. That's the right. key. It yes. is the way that's going to play out and what you're going to see on, on that front. But uh, a decision has been made. We still await the other two decisions here in the state with Tyler Cook and with uh, Wigington, Lindell Wigington up at Iowa State. Tomorrow's the deadline, Jimmy B. So we're going to wait no one way or the other uh, by right. tomorrow. I believe, uh, what, uh, 11.59 Eastern time mm-hmm. that has to be made. Hopefully we'll find out something before that tomorrow when we get to our shows. But we got to take a break. We're coming back on the other side. We're going to talk some Iowa State and Lindell Wigington coming up next as our friend Alex Halstead will stop by from CycloneAlert.com. Also some baseball talk this hour with Ian Castleberry. A busy show with you until 6 o'clock tonight. Then high school baseball takes the airways. Tonight it's Southeast Polk making their way up to Ankeny to take on the Centennial Jaguars. We got the call here for you tonight. 6.45 with the pregame. 7 o'clock with the first pitch with the Jags and the Rams on 1700. Back with more here in a moment. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Boom! Hey guys, Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Stop by today to see the many unique rings in all price ranges. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com. Showplace Kitchens is now Showplace Cabinetry Design Center. We're changing our name to better represent what we do. What is it, you ask? At Showplace Cabinetry Design Center, we create beautiful, functional environments with cabinetry. Whether it's a remodel, addition, new construction, or even refacing, the designers at Showplace Cabinetry Design Center are eager to help you create a showplace of your very own. Come see us at 3200 100th Street, Urbandale. 
Boss Landon Golf Course in Pella, Iowa is a championship public golf course that's been ranked by Golf Week as one of the top four public golf courses to play in Iowa and one of the top 75 most affordable golf courses in the United States. With five sets of tees, Boss Landon is a great test of skill to all players and the scenery will want you coming back for more. Better yet, book a stay and play package and enjoy the whole weekend at Boss Landon. Go to BossLandon.com for more information and to book your tee time. That's BossLandon.com. Heavy, heavy rain this morning causing backed up traffic all the way to Please Isaac. remove all laptops and leave. Folks, we're number nine on the list for takeoff, so settle in, keep those seatbelts fast. Welcome to Weston. Travel can be disruptive to your well-being. That's why at Weston Hotels and Resorts, we have rejuvenating heavenly beds, a nutritious superfoods RX menu, and a workout gear lending program to help you stay in control and rise above it all. Weston, let's rise. In 2017, the ARL impacted thousands of lives, not just pets, but people too. 6,940 pets found new homes. 199 animals were rescued from abuse and neglect situations. 4,227 owned pets received direct assistance through community outreach programs. And 5,456 ARL animals were spayed and neutered. None of this would be possible without your support, and we look forward to helping even more people and pets in 2018. To view the full 2017 impact report, visit arl-iowa.org slash impact report. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M, built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. All of us parents have heard about skyrocketing college tuition costs and staggering student loan debt for graduates and naturally wonder, what can you do? We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. A 529 college savings plan allows parents or relatives to set aside money for their future college students and possibly save on taxes too. With an automatic monthly savings plan, this makes for a simple and steady way to add to this account. For information, visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440 440- one one three three. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. 
called New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Time for your daily dose of Cyclone coverage on 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in. We roll all the way till 6 o'clock. Ian Castleberry will join us in roughly 20 minutes. John Cannon on the NBA coming up in the 5 o'clock hour as well. Right now, we welcome in Alex Halstead, 24-7 Cyclone Alert. As he comes on the show, the Big Talker 1700. Hi, Alex. And I guess the uh, the main topic of conversation, is he or isn't he? What have you heard about Lindell Wigington? Well, last I heard is that, you know, Iowa State still hadn't been informed of, of a decision. I haven't heard much on it today. But as of the last couple of days, Iowa State, I don't think, uh, still didn't know what he was going to do. So it is going to come down to probably not exactly the deadline tomorrow. The deadline tomorrow is, you know, 10:59 central to retain NCAA eligibility. And so most of the names you're seeing are announcing they're coming back today, but there's going to be a string of, of players who are still going to wait until tomorrow. And uh, at the point we're in today, I think all signs point to window waiting to making that announcement or a decision tomorrow if the decision ha- hasn't been made. But it's been really hard to gather much information on it. There's not really much coming from either side. And other than the fact that, you know, like I said, I think over the weekend, I got the impression that Iowa State still didn't know what his decision was going to be. Do you read that, Alex, as a concern? You know, it's interesting when you sit and think about what Steve Prome has had to deal with here. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you get that? Do you get the feeling right now, Alex, that because nothing has really leaked out that he is considering not coming back to Iowa State? Does that swing your, I guess, thought process one way or the other? Yeah, I think, well, I think as this month has gone on, gone on, I've probably, you know, felt like it's a more and more, or I should say, I guess, it has felt like the chances have maybe increased a little bit. I think he ended up with six workouts. But, you know, when he didn't get invited to the combine, I think, you know, the general thought was, you know, eventually he'll be back. And so I think that the fact that it's gone this long, I think a lot of people have kind of started to go towards that conclusion of maybe he isn't coming back. And I think he's always been really open to the idea. I just think it's maybe for most people become a little bit more apparent that he is really weighing that option because when the season over got over, most people I think assumed he would just be, he would just be back. He would test the waters, get the feedback and come back. But it was kind of a foregone conclusion, but I don't think in his eyes, it was really ever that I think, he wants to play in the NBA sooner than later, um, and so he's really open to that idea. Now, if you don't get the feedback that tells you you should go, then it's probably a mistake to do it after one year. Um, but I think the way this month has gone, if he does come back, if that is his decision tomorrow, it would kind of surprise me if he was back longer than two years. But that's for that's for another day to discuss. But, yeah, I do think it is definitely a possibility that he does go to the NBA, and I think it's probably increased a little bit here in the month of May. Alex, do you read the communication or, or lack thereof with the coaching staff of maybe 
being a little bit of a concern here as you're, you know, working through your sources and, and trying to get that information? Can we read that as uh, maybe that should be a little bit scary for Cyclone fans? Yeah, that has been interesting to me. You know, Prome has played it about as well as he can. You know, on the tailgate tour, you know, there's, he's out on the tailgate tour for two weeks, three different days, six um, stops a week. So he, he had 12 stops where all this media can go and talk to him. And so he would, get, he would get asked about it a few times a week the last couple of weeks, and it was always kind of the same answer that he was willing to be patient with Lindell. You know, Lindell deserves to go through this process, and he'll support whatever decision he makes. And so he probably said all the right things, but um, – it, but when talking to him, it, it has seemed like at times he's been in the dark a little bit. You know, he he said that most of the workouts are being handled by his family. And so at times, you know, he's known there's a workout, but not necessarily what's, what team and all that, because Lindell and his family have been handling all that. So I don't know if that's out of the norm. You know, we haven't dealt a lot with guys testing the waters early. You know, Monte tested the waters, but came back pretty quick. And Deontay Burton, same thing. This is really the first time since the rules have changed that, you know, we've covered a prospect who has went and done, you know, like I said, six workouts. And so maybe that's not atypical, but it just the, – the communication doesn't seem like it's always been there. And I don't know if that's just Prome trying to stay hands-off and let him make that decision. Um, but, you know, it does maybe raise a few questions, I think, probably especially for fans, if he is starting to lean towards the draft. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get the impression that he was a guy who – uh, wanted to make basketball his career and would go to the G League or maybe even overseas? Was that ever, ever re- referenced around you? I don't think he's interested in that, but you know, he's, he has made comments before that he wants to play in the NBA. I've always gotten the sense that he wanted to play in the NBA sooner than later. You know, even talking to him you know, around probably this time a year ago before he arrived at Iowa State, you know, I, I remember talking to him and the, the one-and-done talk did come up a little bit at that time because, you know, he had just gotten rated by rivals as a five-star. 24-7 sports had him as a near five-star, you know, a top 35 player. And once you start getting into that, you know, those 20s or closer to those 20s and stuff, you start getting talked about as one of those guys that is one-and-done or two-and-done. So that talk started coming up. But I remember, you know, talking to him a little bit about that, and he had told me at that time that, you know, he, it wasn't really on his mind to be a one-and-done player and that, you know, when the time did come, he would always be pretty smart about it. You know, he had a, he had a friend, and I'm, I'm blanking on the name, that played for Florida State, went, mm-hmm. played his freshman year, tested the waters, went back for his sophomore year, and then went pro because he wasn't ready after his freshman year. So I've always kind of kept that in the back of my mind. As, that's something Lindell brought up unprompted that, you know, he, he knows other people who have been through this process and that, you know, he knows that it, the timing has to be right. And so I think he understands it, but I think I've always gotten the sense that he does want to play in the NBA sooner than later. I, I never expected him to be at Iowa State for four years, but, you know, I, I would think that at least two, but now we'll see what that decision is and what kind of feedback he gets from the NBA here or has gotten, I guess, before he makes a decision tomorrow. Well, and with that decision, there is a uh, top 150 point guard on the market for the 2018 class. <laughs> Jordan Lathan, who was committed and signed at Northwestern, didn't qualify. A kid from down in Missouri, I know that Iowa State initially had shown some interest in. If Wigington does make the jump, got to figure there's got to be a phone call there, at the very least from Coach Brome, right? Yeah, that, that one's going to be interesting because like you mentioned, I, it was really Iowa State Northwestern. Mm-hmm. I went and looked um, today out of curiosity because I had talked to him around this time last year, I thought, was probably right around this time, and it was. You know, he visited last year for his official visit June 15th, 
you know, so a couple of weeks from now, a year ago, and um, I remember talking to him. I was, I think, at a football recruiting camp and got on the phone with him, talked to him. I, obviously, he was in a really good spot. And then, like, the next week, he visited Northwestern and committed there. And so, but, you know, at the time, his relationship with Steve Crohn was really good. Um, you know, there was a point where I thought, had, a, had it not ended so suddenly that he might have ended up at Iowa State. And so, there's obviously pre-existing relationships, and I, I don't know if they touched base yet. If they have, they've probably done it quietly. But if if Wilmington does make the decision, yeah, you have a scholarship, you got to decide what to do with it. Do you go try to go after a guy like Jordan Wathan? There's not a lot of him guys like him on the market. Obviously, his is pretty sudden, and he's added a lot of offers in the last couple of days for teams yeah. that have similar situations. Or do you go for a grad transfer? Is that even out there? So um, I know we talked a little bit last week that Neil Barry's gone and. Um, I don't think that's official when we talked. Obviously, it is now. And, you know, Kyle Green from UNI, his name's been brought up. And I, I've seen fans who are already clamoring to get A.J. Green to <laughs> flip over from UNI. So I don't know if that's an option. But, you know, there, there are so many different things that could happen with that last scholarship um, should Lindell Wigginton make that decision to go pro. Having a great conversation with Alex Halstead, 24-7, Cyclone Alert. Okay, um, now that we've kind of gone through the, the basketball cycle there, and Wigington obviously is the overwhelming story, uh, take me to football. Have you had any conversations with Alan Lazard after he had the OTAs at Jacksonville? Just curious if you have. I haven't got to talk, talk to Lazard, but I talked to Matt Campbell last week about Lazard. Um, he said he's been in contact with both him and Joel Lanning and kind of gotten feedback of how things have gone down there. And, you know, he thought the situation for Lazard was, was a good fit, just, just when you look at the team needs down there and what they were looking for in a receiver with, you know, some of with what Lazard does well, you know, his size and some of those things. And um, the feedback Campbell's gotten is that things went well down for there and down there. And, you know, in, in talking to Lazard, Campbell said that he, he has a sense that, you know, Allen has this little chip on his shoulder, and that's always something that I think has been able to fuel him at times. You know, it's not like he was this underrated guy coming out of high school. You know, he, he was a, a top recruit and all that, but I think at the same time, mm-hmm. he was always kind of this kid from Central Iowa that maybe his recruiting probably always, you know, it was a little always slower at the beginning like a lot of Iowa kids are, and I don't, I don't know if he necessarily, necessarily got a ton of attention until later in his Iowa State career because Iowa State struggled on the field, and so it is something I think fuels him a little bit, and I think Campbell thought that would that would end up maybe proving to be a positive. And I think with Joel Landing, it sounded like things went well down there. You know, he's he's still learning so much with the Cowboys because, you know, for everything he learned in, in one year at linebacker at Iowa State, there's so many different things that NFL teams do at linebacker. So I think for Landing, more so than probably any other guys that have went to these training camps, he's really trying to learn a system and learn to play still learning to play the linebacker position, but now trying to do it at the NFL level. So I think things have went well for him, but for Lanning, I think it just continues to be a work in progress of learning that position. Alex, uh, speaking of the wide receiver position, it got a whole lot better as Joseph Skates uh, announced on Thursday that he is an official student at Iowa State. Skates, a highly ranked wide receiver out of Ohio. There are a lot of questions. I know if he would qualify. Iowa State stuck with him through the whole process, and looks like they're going to bear the fruit of that. Very talented wide receiver making his way in from Ohio. Yeah, so far that's one thing Matt Campbell has done well in, in two and a half years at Iowa State is there's been about a player class where maybe they, they have some academic questions, but Campbell's stuck with them in terms of the recruiting process and, and been willing to take chances, you know, Skates is a guy that had a lot of offers, but there are a lot of schools that said, you know, we can just go get a different four-star receiver. 
know, when you look at some of those SEC schools, they're just they don't really spend a ton of time on that unless maybe they're from their home state because they'll just say, well, we'll we'll go get a guy that's pretty similar. Well, Iowa State, you know, they had obviously recruited him since I think his freshman year of high school, um, and, and so their relationships were there with Skates, and they were willing to to wait it out. And Skates uh, had told me back in the winter his ACT um, came in better the second time, and then you know he needed to finish strong in the class to have the the proper GPA. And like you said, he tweeted that out, and then. I checked because you never know, you know, right? Yeah, you know how official some of these things are. But Iowa State has received his transcripts, and he he supposedly has qualified academically, and so he's going to move to Iowa State uh, beginning June sixth. So just next week they'll get him. And like you said, right around the top three hundred player, a four star wide receiver, that's the highest rated commit of Matt Campbell era. And it gives him gives him a little bit more size. You know, at six foot two, to continue just to add more players to that group because. You know, we, we know some of the pieces that come in next year, but there's still a lot of unknowns. A lot of those guys are young. And so, you know, to bring him in, I don't know if he'll play next year or not, but I think especially once he gets a year in the program, he could be a difference maker early in his career. So a guy you expect to come in and at the very least compete for playing time right away. You know, sometimes you hear about guys that are on the fringes academically, maybe redshirting a year to concentrate, but he's going to have open reign here, it looks like, and a chance to compete at that wide receiver position? Yeah, that's what's going to still be interesting because when you look back to a guy like Eni Wazrike, mm-hmm. they got him in in that 2016 class, and he came and they decided to register him and let him get his feet wet in school and make sure that he was settled in. And then last year he played a few more snaps, I think probably close to 200, and then this year he's probably going to split time with Matt Leo at defensive end. So they've kind of worked him in, you know, where they registered him, let him focus on academics, got his really feet wet last year, and then now this year he's going to play a major role on the defensive line. It's probably a little bit easier to play receiver quickie, quick, quickly at the college level. Um, so I think they'll give Skates every opportunity. You know, what I had always heard was when you looked at this class, some of the guys that could contribute early were obviously, you know, punter Corey Dunn and, and kicker Braden Narvison because they're going to come in and start uh, Juco safety Greg Eisworth. But I had heard after those three names, it was always going to be the receivers that are going to get the, the most opportunity probably right away to play because you've got Hakeem Butler, Deshante Jones, and Matt Eaton. But after that, there's guys that have to prove themselves. And so if Joseph Skates or – Sean Shaw or Carson Schlecker were to come in and really look good in camp, it sounds like Campbell would be willing to give them every opportunity. You know, look at last year, they almost played Tariq Milton, who, you know, qualified in the summer as well. So um, I think it all depends on if they feel like he's comfortable. And the good thing for him is because he qualified now, he's going to come and take summer classes in June. So he'll kind of be prepared with, this, with the academics before they get to fall camp. Had he not qualified now, I think he would have still tried to get to Iowa State through summer school and then it probably would have been a no-brainer director, but the fact that he's going to get here next week, he's going to have two months, almost three months before school starts, and I think that definitely ups his opportunity to maybe play next year if he excels and if he's ready in that in the classroom. Well, Alex, uh, summer upon us, recruiting, I know a big part of what you do over at 24-7 Sports and CycloneAlert.com. So after we get the uh, Wigington decision tomorrow, what's next on the docket for the subscribers over at Cyclone Alert? Well, the camp season starts this weekend, so Iowa State's going to have three camps in Ames this year, June 2nd, June 9th, and then um, June 21st. So back-to-back Saturdays here coming up, and then that weekend of the 21st is actually a Thursday. But they're going to start to use spring, or I should say summer official visits. I talked to Matt Kim about that last week, and this is the first year you're combining an early signing date in December with official visits in the spring and summer. And every school is kind of figuring out how to use them. You look at Oklahoma, I think they've already used 19 official visits. Iowa State hasn't used any yet. Campbell told me they will use them when it makes sense in June for kids who want to make decisions. You know, they got Jarrell Brock, a four-star top 
247 running back coming June 18th, then he goes to Iowa June 22nd. So that's a big week there. And um, so between camps and all these official visits happening, things are going to slow down, but we'll probably have our cap city to talk about and, and um, these visits coming up here in the month of June. Well, we're getting close to it. Alex Halstead, 24-7 Sports. As always, thanks for your time, Alex. We'll do it again soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. Talk to you guys later. CycloneAlert.com. All the information. Go subscribe today. Cyclone fans, tons of great information. Alex does a great job on the Cyclone beat. With that, we got to take a break. We're coming back. Shifting our attention over to well, something we haven't touched a whole lot about here over the last few weeks. Baseball. Yeah, yeah, they're still playing the game. Major League Baseball talk coming up on the other side. Ian Castleberry from the comeback. He'll join us next here on Jimmy B and TC. For real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at the Rookie Sports Cards. At the Food Bank of Iowa, we know it's hard to believe that someone you might know might be struggling with hunger. But when one in eight Iowans may not be sure where their next meal is coming from, hunger may be closer to home than you think. It affects all kinds of people. Parents, students, families, like the Hardesty family. Even though they work full-time, they struggle to make ends meet. But with three children, giving up isn't an option. We help families like the Hardesty's every day. You might not know this family, but they could be your neighbors. Together, we can help ensure that all of our neighbors in need have dinner on the table. Donate today at foodbankiowa.org. We're the Food Bank of Iowa, and together we can solve hunger. We were nervous about his first sleepaway camp. She was. With Total Wireless, I got him the phone he loved. It's sick. On the nation's largest, most dependable 4G LTE network for a lot less than I expected. So we can always stay in touch. Every half hour? That's an exaggeration. (laughs) You got this with Total Wireless. Get the nation's largest and most dependable 4G LTE network for $25 per line for four lines. Available at Walmart for an everyday low price. Total Wireless. Total confidence. Please refer to the latest terms and conditions at TotalWireless.com. Memorial Day weekend means baseball. Join the Iowa Cubs versus the New Orleans Baby Cakes Marlins affiliate at Principal Park for a five-game homestand this Friday, May 25th through Tuesday, May 29th. The Iowa Cubs are off to another great season of AAA baseball. So put on your ball cap, sunscreen, eat a couple of hot dogs, and let summer begin. The Iowa Cubs are celebrating 50 seasons of AAA baseball in Des Moines this year with lots of special promotions. For a full schedule, check out iowacubs.com and follow the Iowa Cubs on Twitter and Facebook for updates and fun throughout the year. The Iowa Cubs are this week's Ticket Tuesday Sweet Deal. Get a four-pack of tickets to any game in the Iowa Cubs five-game Memorial Weekend homestand with the New Orleans Baby Cakes for half price. That's four reserve tickets for only $28. There's a limited number available, so get yours before they're gone. Buy and print your ticket vouchers now from the Sweet Deals tab at this station's website. 
Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. On behalf of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Iowa Chapter, thank you for your support in 2017. The Central Iowa Out of Darkness Walk at Ankeny's DMAC campus raised over $75,000. These funds allow our local volunteers to create and maintain support groups for those who have lost someone to suicide, implement education programs in colleges and high schools to prevent suicide, and advocate for new legislation to strengthen mental health care in Iowa. Please check AFSP.org slash Iowa for more information on our 2018 fundraising events, including campus walks and out-of-darkness walks across Iowa. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Iowa Chapter, online, afsp.org slash Iowa. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. Taking you up until 6 o'clock tonight, Jimmy B and TC. We got high school baseball coming up on the airwaves tonight. Southeast Polk and Ankeny Centennial up at the new field in Ankeny. Looking forward to that. And Mark Hay, the head coach for the Jaguars, he's going to be joining us later today in the 5 o'clock hour. But right now we're talking Major League Baseball with our old friend Ian Castleberry. See his work at the comeback, awful announcing, and he joins us here today. Uncle Ian, how was the vacation, my man? God, my vacation was good. Thank you for uh, thank you for asking, uh, Uncle Ian across America. But, uh... <laughs> Saw the feet in the That's sand. Great. You you were uh, having a good time with that, but now it's it's back to the grind and back to baseball. And, and we've hit you know the the first third of the season now in the books. Memorial Day always feels like one of those posts that you kind of take a look around baseball. As you look through, are the Atlanta Braves still the best story in baseball? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I mean, with young players like uh, Ozzy Albies, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, though he did get hurt over the weekend, uh, probably the best news possible uh, that it's just uh, what they call a mild ACL sprain and he'll be on the 10-day disabled list. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the Atlanta Braves, uh, the most pleasant surprise, uh, 
in uh, what could be, looks to be, the most uh, competitive division in Major League Baseball, uh, that NL East. Uh, the Braves and the Phillies and the Nationals uh, look uh, to, to be uh, nose-to-nose uh, throughout the, the rest of the season. Ian, uh, with what took place yesterday uh, in the Cubs game and the slide by Rizzo and the injury to Diaz, the catcher, uh, now Major League Baseball has come out and said that they missed the call on that. Where are you on that call? And do you believe that we might see some reaction tonight in that baseball game? Yeah, I think there could be. Uh, I think there could be some uh, brushback catches uh, uh, in that game. Uh, it certainly looked to me like Rizzo, whether intentionally or not, to kind of. Uh, Slide into uh, Elias Diaz's leg. Um, you know the catching, uh, catcher interference and the slide rule has just been something that Major League Baseball really hasn't figured out for I think going on three years now. Uh, you know what was I know there was uh, uh, good intentions in trying to prevent catchers from suffering injuries, especially after what happened uh, to Buster Posey. Uh, a few years ago, but I think just uh, you know leaving it open to uh, umpires' interpretation uh, to replay, I just don't think has worked. And uh, you know maybe it was an overreaction uh, to one play, one star player uh, suffering a, a significant injury. But you know plays at the plate, I, I think, have always been uh, a crucial part of the game, an exciting part of the game. And any time you take away from that. I just don't think it's uh, in the game's best interest. Well, speaking of those Cubs, Ian, seemingly all season long, been a step forward, then a step back. They're trying to figure out their rotation after Lester and Hendricks, and uh, the two free agent acquisitions have been uh, bad, uh, to put it quite frankly. Chatwood can't throw a strike, and you, Darvish, when he's out there, it it hasn't been pretty. Still, it's the Cubs, a a ton of talent on this team. Are you concerned? Uh, we, We went through this song and dance last year, and by the end, you know, they ran away and took the division. Do you have any concerns long-term with this Cubs team? This feels different than last year. Last year just felt like a, a hangover that just lasted way too long. And uh, the team generally not playing up to their talent level, up to expectations. Uh, I know there's still some uh, players in the lineup struggling, uh, Jason Hayward, uh, Anthony Rizzo. But uh, you pointed out uh, the starting pitching. And I think just uh, Jose Quintana, you Darvish, I think the track record, you have to go with that and have confidence uh, that those two players uh, are going to turn it around. Tyler Chatwood, maybe that's a little bit more of a question mark. I mean, this was, I think, uh, Theo Epstein uh, really trying to be smart and looking at a player who was pitching outstanding baseball away from Coors Field in flat. Uh, maybe they could get a bargain. Maybe it'll still work out that way. I mean, uh, Chatwood's uh, peripheral numbers in terms of his strikeouts to innings pitched, uh, his walk numbers are, are really high. That's probably the biggest concern. Uh, but I, I think uh, that, that's a decision. If he, if he can uh, you know, tighten up his strike zone and, and begin uh, not to, to walk as many batters, maybe that's something uh, the Cubs should have confidence in. Mike Montgomery... Uh, possibly moving into the rotation, uh, helping out there. Um, I, I think that'll help. But I think you have to look at, at those three pitchers and say uh, that their track record says they'll turn it around. 
And at least, as you pointed out, at the top of the rotation, uh, Kyle Hendricks, John Lester, they're getting very strong pitching there. Uh, bullpen, uh, for the most part, uh, pitching well. Uh, I, this is just too talented a team uh, not not to turn it around. I know Milwaukee's uh, playing uh, really well right now. Uh, it, it does look similar uh, to last season. But, you know, you look at the Cubs, they still, even with their struggles, I mean, they have a plus 77 uh, run differential. I believe that's the best uh, in the National League. Uh, so with numbers like that, you just have to think this team uh, is eventually it's eventually going to come together. Ian Castleberry is our guest here on the Big Talker 1700. Ian, I'm curious. Uh, we always get to, like, the first part of the summer, and we start to hear, hear rumblings about which manager is going to get the axe first. The Baltimore Orioles are now 20 games, and we haven't reached June yet, so it's still the end of May officially, 20 games out of first place in the American League East. Is this the end of the line for Buck Showalter as manager of the O's? I think it is. Uh, I don't think the Baltimore Orioles are, tw- are 20 games out of first place because of Buck Showalter. I still think he's one of the best managers in baseball, uh, but... You know, he's been there a long time. Eventually, I, I know it sounds like a cliche, but I think uh, the players do eventually uh, tune a manager or a coach out. You need a different voice. I think the Orioles just basically need to clean house, and, and you know, both, especially in the front office, uh, they need to make some decisions with their roster. And I don't think that could be done with Buck Showalter in place. Uh, you'll probably get another job, you know, almost. Uh, uh, you would think uh, almost as soon as he's fired, although if it's a mid-season uh, uh, firing, uh, it'll probably it'll probably get another job next season. But yeah, Brooks Walter, uh, I think uh, high on the list uh, for first manager uh, to be fired. Well, no, Brian Price was fired, wasn't he? Uh, so the next uh, manager to be right. fired. But um, yeah, I, I do think that move is going to be made, but I don't necessarily think that really is a, a reflection on Brooks Walter's skills as a manager. You know, Ian, as we make our way through the course of Having a great conversation with Ian Castleberry, the comeback on Major League Baseball. All right, Ian. uh, Look, the Minnesota Twins, it's a good story. Uh, They're only three and a half out because Cleveland hasn't played all that great. They're only a couple of games over five hundred. But do you think now that the top teams, the, the really good teams that everybody thought were going to be in place but maybe started slow i'll give you a couple of examples uh cleveland in the american league the washington nationals in the national league the los angeles dodgers in the west of the national league are these teams that everybody thought were going to be really good but started poorly are you convinced now that they are starting to hit their stride and will start to take off I think we, uh, especially you mentioned the Dodgers. Uh, I think they are poised for a turnaround. I mean, it looked very bleak for them, uh, but they're three and a half out now. Uh, the Diamondbacks have really uh, come back to earth after a, a, a strong start. I don't think the Rockies uh, can sustain uh, this level of play throughout the season. Uh, they're going to get Clayton Kershaw back. Uh, they're getting uh, contributions now uh, from uh, Yasuo Puig. Uh, and uh, others who had not been uh, contributing earlier in the season. Uh, with, with them getting players back, 
I like three and a half. Uh, I, I think things look good for the Dodgers. Uh, the Nationals as well, they're going to be getting players back uh, from injury. Uh, that's not to say that the Braves and Phillies won't hang uh, in that NL East race, but I think uh, ultimately uh, those two teams are, are, are going to be fighting uh, for a wild card. Uh, the Indians might be the one team where you wonder uh, if, uh, if they are, are concerned around. Uh, they certainly do have the talent. Um, I know the Tigers are, are right there. I'm not a believer in the Tigers. Uh, I say that as a Tigers fan. I don't think uh, they, they can hang in the race. The Twins, however, I think they've been getting excellent pitching, and their offense has really been struggling. Uh, you know, if, if Brian Dozier hits uh, the way uh, he always has throughout his career, you know, they haven't gotten much from Logan Morrison. Yet uh, they still have young players uh, like Byron Buxton, uh, who, who can turn it around. Uh, Miguel Sano. Uh, I think the Twins, if their if uh, their lineup hits uh, the way uh, it's expected to, the way it should, uh, the Twins should definitely uh, be in contention. If not for the AL Central, then certainly a wild card spot. Well, Ian, uh, always good catching up with you. Thanks for your time. We're running short on time. We'll we'll ask you as a Tigers fan next time how the experience with Ron Gardenhire is going for you. Okay. Okay, I can't wait. All right, thanks so much for having me on, guys. You bet, Ian Castleberry. You find his work over at the Comeback Awful Announcing. We ran out of time, Jimmy B, to uh, get into some of the other things, but we'll be doing that soon enough. And a long summer ahead, a lot of baseball conversation with Ian's always a lot of fun. I always look forward to having him on the show. It's a great great time when he comes on with his enthusiasm and his insight. John Cannon on the NBA is coming up, everybody, in the 5 o'clock hour. Don't go anywhere. It's Jimmy B. Sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC. Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker. 1700 KBGG. Hey, guys. Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first, but then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Stop by today to see the many unique rings in all price ranges. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to keep good records. We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Bookkeeping, payroll, sales tax reporting, as well as income taxes, everything you need to be successful in running your business. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. You do what you do best and let us do the rest. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. 
Walk to Prevent Suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by suicide. Walk to save lives. Go to outofthedarkness.org today. Come on out to Westwood Golf Course, Newton's beautiful 18-hole golf course. We're just a short drive from the Des Moines Metro. At Westwood, we have a scenic and challenging 18-hole golf course, a full practice facility, driving range, practice putting and chipping area, and a short game practice area. We've also got a fully stocked pro shop with all the name brands like Titleist, Ping, Callaway, and much more. Check out our Facebook page and website for great specials at westwoodgolfcoursenewton.com. Come play your next round at Westwood Golf Course in Newton. Ask Sherwin-Williams and save 30% on paints and stains during the National Painting Week sale. That's 30% off a fresh coat of color for your home or your whole community. From SW Rural Green to SW Cityscape, our experts are always available. But this sale only lasts May 25th through June 4th. Visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store today. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Hi, Tom Bodette. Scientists tell us that Earth is overdue for a huge solar flare. Bad news, it'll probably fry our electronics and technology. Good news, we'll all get a spectacular tan. Well, a good place to hunker down for the looming sunpocalypse is Motel 6. You'll get a great low rate on a great room under a roof and save more for other stuff like sunscreen or a nice big hat. I'm Tom Bodette and we'll leave the light on for you. Or maybe not. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment along with repairs, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. Carrie Ann's Food Pantry serves the residents of Southeast Polk School District as well as all of Bondurant and Pleasant Hill. If you live in this area or use the school system and find yourself in need of additional food at this time, come in Mondays or Wednesdays between 3 and 6 or on Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday between 11 and 1. You will need to bring in an ID for each member of your family and a piece of mail postmarked and delivered to you for each adult over 18 in order to register. There are no income requirements, no checking of employment, nor need to be signed up for any government or church charity program. We are here to help. If you need food, we have it for you. Caring Hands has been serving the Southeast Polk area for more than 20 years and is funded by charitable contributions from those of 